0: Welcome to this week's energy show. This week, we're talking about the myth of rooftop solar maintenance. It's a myth because the reality is there is effectively zero maintenance required for a well-installed rooftop solar system. There's no need to buy a service contract or pay anything extra for routine service, except for occasionally washing your panels. So just keep an eye on the dirt level of those panels, Watch the green light on your inverter to make sure it's still working. If that light turns red or yellow or there's no lights at all, then you might have a problem. And keep an eye on your electric bill. So let me repeat this. There's effectively zero maintenance for a well-installed rooftop solar power system. Now, rooftop solar is a big investment. I mean, you're going to end up paying between ten dollars and maybe $25,000 after the tax credit for the system. It's a long-term investment for your house, so you're going to want to make sure you get a, a system that's just going to last a long time, just as if uh, you're doing any improvement to your house. You want quality materials, quality workmanship, and a good contractor, because it's going to generate savings for 25 years. This is a revenue-generating machine, 25 years of uh, very inexpensive electricity, and you want to make sure it's working right. Now, Some some of our listeners may know about this uh, concept called Murphy's Law. Murphy's Law says anything that can go wrong will go wrong. So it's natural to think that something might go wrong with your solar power system. And, and uh, I'm a fan of Murphy's Law going way back. Um, I don't actually know Murphy, but I'm a big fan. But my experience with rooftop solar is it's been extraordinarily reliable for the 15-plus years that I've been doing installations. So, indeed, there's really um, there, there's some parts that, that you may have to take care of. And, and the main thing that, that you're going to have to watch and do is if your solar panels get dirty, they may need cleaning. Now, the reason why I say may need is if you're in an area where it rains occasionally, uh, then you're probably not going to need to wash them a good heavy rain, like a thunderstorm, is going to do just about as good a job of cleaning as anything else you can do. But if you're in a location that doesn't rain, and and here in California, we're in a long-term drought, and we, we might have gotten a couple of rainstorms during the winter where it really did a great job for cleaning the panels, but now we're kind of in the spring and summer, and there's a lot of pollen on there, maybe dust. You should think about cleaning those panels. Now I did a complete show a few months ago about cleaning your solar panels and we kind of looked at what the time frame should be, um, how, how you should go about doing those that cleaning. So I suggest you can listen to that show. But sum- to summarize that show, if you have a big rooftop solar system or if you're in a really dusty area or if it just hasn't rained in like six months, then you should think about hiring somebody to professionally clean your solar panels. They have to use a soap solution, sometimes scrub them a little bit to get that built-on dirt on, but that's the best way to do it. And never, ever just shoot a hose up there and hose those panels off because there's minerals in the tap water and uh, that can accumulate and actually damage the glass, whereas uh, rain is, is clean and when you use a soap solution, it dissolves those minerals. So another thing that you should look at and, you know, this is, this is uh, something to consider. If, if you've got a lot of debris on your roof from trees or things like that, or if you have to find that you, you're cleaning your gutters often and the gutters are in an area where the solar panels are, you might actually have some debris under the panels. You want to take a look at that. So um, th- that's about it. Just make sure the panels are clean. There's no debris up there check that green light, and everything's fine. Some people don't have standard inverters. Here at Cinnamon Solar, we've been installing microinverters for years. So there's no green light, but you have a monitoring service. You've got a website you can go to or there's emails that are sent to you monthly that that tell you what the performance of your system is. Just keep an eye on those. And um, that way you're gonna make sure that the system's performing properly. You also, obviously, should keep a look at your monthly electric bill. What's important about that electric bill with net metering is you're usually on some kind of standby charge every month, so you might pay $5 or so a month, but they're not billing you for the excess power you're, you're buying or the power that they're crediting going back. So look at your, your monthly usage, not your actual monthly bill. And obviously, you want to check the emails or statements that you get from your solar company. They'll send you something on a monthly basis or a quarterly basis that tells you your bills are what your charges are what your system's generating if it's monitoring so that's that's kind of the way to tell you got to do a little bit of work just kind of keep an eye on it it's 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 not very different than just watching the idiot light in your car if that red light goes on says check engine eh, then do something if the red light on your inverter goes on or if your electric bill suddenly spikes then take a look into it now, if you're worried about maintenance, and, and, and this is a concern that people have, we're, we're going to kind of delve into each of the components of a standard rooftop solar system and see what could possibly go wrong. So we're going to look in today's show at the solar panels, the inverters, the monitoring, the racking system, the roof mounts, and the wiring. Um, so starting off with the solar panels because that's the, the biggest single uh, component hardware expense. The good news is that all the panels carry a 25-year warranty. Some companies are even going out to 30 years. That, that's kind of a, a long time. Um, so these are good solid warranties and the warranties are offered by the manufacturers of the panels. The installer doesn't um, warrant those panels the manufacturer does and the manufacturers usually include labor to replace those panels and and they can offer that because these things are pretty darn reliable the reason why they're so reliable is they're made out of almost indestructible materials there's tempered glass on the front and this is tempered glass it's it's shatter resistant it's better than what you have on most windows and it's very scratch resistant um, that's why they don't make solar panels out of fiberglass or plastic because that could scratch or fog but these glass panels are um, maintain their transparency for a long, long time, just like your windows. The back of the solar panels has a very durable plastic back sheet, and that's waterproof. And the purpose of that glass on the front and back sheet on the back is to keep moisture out from... Um, between the glass and the plastic because between the glass and the plastic you have silicon cells these are little squares that are usually six inches square and that's what generates the electricity so you've got this laminated sandwich glass on the front, plastic on the back the delicate stuff is sandwiched inside where basically no moisture nothing can get to them and they just keep running the panels have aluminum frames so the good thing about aluminum is it's durable it's fairly lightweight it doesn't rust uh, so, so essentially, you have glass, which is indestructible, uh, aluminum frames, which doesn't wear out, no moving parts, and that's why they last so long. It's really, it's not very different than standard windows that you have on your house. There's no moving parts to wear out. So, the the solar mo- module manufacturers, the panel manufacturers, usually uh, guarantee less than a one percent degradation for per year, and this degradation comes from possible moisture getting inside that that laminate tiny bit um, and possible degradation from uh, a loss of transparency on the glass. But otherwise, these things just keep working. So my suggestion after doing this for a long time and installing lots and lots of solar panels and visiting almost every single manufacturer around the world, is don't worry about the panels. There were a few epidemic failures early on. This is like 15 years ago where maybe they had bad junction boxes in the manufacturing process or bad soldering. But after that, they all kind of figured it out and everything's very reliable. Manufacturers provide warranty support. And literally after installing hundreds of thousands of panels, I only have a, a small handful, like five, you know, less than, fewer than 10, that actually were defective. And by the way, you can really only tell if a solar panel is defective, if you have a microinverter or an optimizer on that panel, because otherwise there's no way to monitor the performance of that particular panel. If you have string inverters, you can almost never tell until that whole string of panels kind of shuts down or the output goes down, and then it's very, very difficult to troubleshoot to figure out what's going on. So as far as the solar panels, don't worry about it. The next big expense is the inverter and that's usually a big uh, microwave oven size box that's on the side of your house that's if you have a string inverter um, or a microinverter, which is a, a paperback size piece of electronics that's bolted to the back of the solar panel or the racking. Now, these string inverters typically have a manufacturer's warranty of 10 years. So it's more likely that something's going to go wrong. You can figure that they're going to last maybe 15 years. The microinverters pretty much all have a warranty of 25 years. So um, that... That's pretty much going to last as long as a solar panel. There's also optimizers, and optimizers are, are used in conjunction with, uh, with string inverters. So as far as the string inverters go, the, the thing that goes in them as far as wearing out or requiring maintenance is some of them have a fan and that fan goes on when the inverters get hot, and those fans will kind of jam and, and burn out eventually. Maybe there's some some dust or insects that get inside and, and cause those fans to wear out. Not a big deal. Service call, that's usually covered by the manufacturer. What more often happens, which kind of kills the, the inverter, is the power electronics literally wear out. These things are just running really hard for, for 10 or 15 years. They get really hot, and they, they just wear out. So when that happens, you've got to replace that inverter. And when we used to install string inverters, we would factor in an inverter replacement somewhere in the 15-year period in our return on investment calculations and our payback calculations for customers. Um, And my experience, the manufacturers have all been really good about supporting any installer who needs a replacement of the inverter under the warranty period. So if you have a new system and it's got a string inverter in it, and two years later the thing stops working, you call up your installer. The installer's gonna call the manufacturer. The manufacturer is going to help the installer troubleshoot it. will send a replacement or or get that thing repaired. Usually takes a week or so, and you're going to be no money out of pocket except they'll be you know, you're going to lose some electricity during the period that it's down. Now that's one of the reasons why I like microinverters. Now, in addition to the microinverters having a 25 year warranty, they've been very reliable. They're mass produced. It's like a, a a consistent set of electronics on a robotic assembly line. Very very few problems. Um, the only ones that I ever saw were really early on with the, in, in the microinverter era. But now they've been, um, out of hundreds of thousands, only one DOA, uh, dead on arrival. And the good thing about a microinverter is if one goes out, let's say you have a system, you have 20 solar panels up there, one microinverter goes out, you're only out 5% of your, your system. It's not like a string inverter where the whole thing goes down. And the other good news is it's very easy to replace a microinverter. Usually the installer, with support from the manufacturer, goes out there with a replacement unit, and in, a, in an hour the thing's done, the installer gets reimbursed by the manufacturer, plus they get the, free, the, the microinverter replaced. So you're only out a little bit of power, and that replacement usually happens very, very quickly. Now, the third technology that I mentioned, which could have issues, are optimizers. And these are little packages of electronics that also go on the back of the solar panel. They're used with string inverters to improve the performance of string inverter systems, and... Um, just like you may need to replace a microinverter every once in a while, these optimizers may also have issues. I personally don't have a lot of experience with them. Um, I've heard they're reliable, um, but it's going to be like any relatively new package of electronics. The, re- the reality with the, the optimizers is, um, in my experience, the failure is really going to happen on the inverter side. Possi- not, not as likely to happen on the optimizer side. One optimizer goes out, as I mentioned, if you have 20 optimizers on the roof, you're only out 5%. Whereas if one string inverter goes out, your, uh, your output's out for weeks or, or maybe a month or so to get it repaired. Now, the next thing that, that sometimes goes south, um, and, and it's actually the number one cause of service issues, not necessarily problems, but issues, is the monitoring of your solar power system. These monitoring systems are about as reliable as your home internet connection and your home wireless system. In other words, you can expect a few times when your monitoring communications are just going to conk out. It's not going to be working. You might get a message that your system's not working, uh, but if you check into it, you're going to find it's fine. The reality is that somewhere in that monitoring system, whether it's from the roof to your router, from your router to your um, to your internet provider, um, or your internet provider to the, uh, the monitoring company, there's a, a break in that link somewhere, and... Um, From the, the monitoring provider's perspective, suddenly you're not generating any power even though the things on your roof are working just fine. And that's been my experience for years is you get these monitoring questions, there's a problem. And you check into it, and it's almost always an issue with monitoring. Now, the good news is that uh, the monitoring is relatively easy to troubleshoot and fix. And some of the problems that happen there is that you might get interference on your home wiring. You might have plugged in a new appliance. You might have redone some wiring in your your home. An Ethernet cable might have come out. Um, a, a wireless router or a router somewhere in your house might have died because those routers only typically last fewer than five years. And all those things will create a, a message that says there's a problem with your system, but in reality, it's just the monitor. So um, it's usually... Fairly straightforward to fix. Uh, most installers are going to work with you on the phone to troubleshoot it, or the monitoring company is going to work with you to troubleshoot it. And um, the, you know, everybody's going to try and, and avoid a, a service call to your house to track this thing down because it's going to be expensive, and usually it's just a, a bad power cable or a bad Internet cable or, or one of the devices, not the monitoring system, but one of the devices in there is is conked out. So not a big deal. And also not something that you really should get too worried about because the system's still going to be performing and the data that's on your system is going to be recoverable. So the next place um, where, where actually you, you I have seen more serious issues is with the roof mounts. So these roof mounts are what connect the racking system to your roof and you don't want roof leaks. So if you have bad roof mounts, water could leak in into through your shingles into your roof along the walls and it's going to come down uh, the wall somewhere and and that's not good you're going to have to first fix the roof and then you're going to have to fix whatever damage was was caused within the house from from this these leaks the good news is if they're properly installed you almost never see any problems with the roof mounts and and that proper installation technique these days is to use roof flashing. So there's flashings underneath the roof mats. This is an extra piece of metal with some kind of sealant that keeps water from ever getting uh, below the shingles. Now on tile roofs, people use roof hooks or flash standoffs, and and this has been very reliable. Um, we at Cinnamon Solar have seen zero leaks um, since we've been using flashings, and and that's go, going back over ten years now. Now. The flip side of it is, the old standard for installing solar 15 years ago was not to use flashings and we have seen some some leaks that were caused when rafters were missed or, or the attachments weren't put in just about perfectly. So if anything like that happens, your installer should fix the problems if it's caused by the solar installation. Um, you're going to find out if there's a problem typically during the first few heavy rains of the season. Um, once again, that's something you want to look for, obviously you're going to see a leak, Call that installer. Now, what I found sometimes is that um, the, the leak is caused by debris accumulating around something else on the roof. We had a, a situation um, last year where there was a pile of leaves and, and debris next to the chimney, and that caused a water backup. Now, we had done a solar installation for the customer, and they thought it was us, and we ended up going up and fixing that leak, but it wasn't our fault. But, um, you know, it was just a customer service thing. So, racking. That's another big uh, expense of the system, uh, and uh, that they just never go wrong. They're made out of, of aluminum and stainless steel. As long as it's installed properly, you're never gonna have a problem. Now, we have heard of problems if the nuts and bolts that are fastening the racking to the roof mounts are loose or if the clips that fasten the solar modules to the racking aren't tightened properly. And sometimes people hear rattling on the roof in high winds, and that might be a hint that something's loose. So you go up there, and um, in every case that has happened uh, with our companies, it's something like a tree branch or a, a solar pool panel or a metal vent or a metal chimney that's kind of rattling in the wind. Um, as long as this the... Uh, the racking and the panels were attached properly um, and everything's tightened up to the manufacturer's specs. Never a problem. But if something's not done properly, your installer should come out and fix it uh, pretty much immediately. The next thing that could happen is uh, the wiring on the roof might fail. Very, very rare. Um, once in a blue moon, you might have uh, somebody else doing maintenance on the roof, like the cable guy or a roofer. He might kick a cable and disconnect things. Um, and that's Fairly easy to troubleshoot and track down. What also happens occasionally is animals like squirrels, roof rats, or birds chew on the wires and damage the wires. And if those wires short out, your system's going to go down. And that needs to get fixed. So... Not a big deal, depending on the, the extent of the damage. The panels have to be lifted up um, and uh, that rodent damage has to be repaired. Take out the the um, nests from the rodents or the birds and then make sure that, that it doesn't happen again, usually by just um, making sure there's no way for the squirrels to climb up on the roof. Now, in this case, it really wasn't the installer's fault for this thing to have a problem. So usually, if that happens, it's, it's an expense that has to be borne by the homeowner. Easy to avoid. Just make sure that you don't have easy way for animals to get up on your roof and if you do you can uh, your installer can put some screening around the perimeter of uh, the system, now we talked about kind of the current state of technology, the things that go wrong. Um, in the future, we're going to have battery storage, and when we have battery storage, batteries are going to require maintenance. We used to install a lot of those at, at my old companies, um, and and we kind of got out of doing the batteries because these were kind of these were automobile lead acid batteries, and they required maintenance. They required charge controllers, making sure the state of charge was properly. They had to be topped off with with uh, water distilled water usually, they needed servicing, and it was really a lot of work, and, and it impinged on the cost effect in the, the, the systems for the, the homeowners. So when you, you took out the annualized cost of maintenance for the batteries, plus the cost of replacing batteries after five or 10 years when they wear out, um, the economics weren't as good as, as grid-tied solar. In the future, we're going to have more reliable batteries, and I'm sure that's going to improve, but that's just kind of something to keep in mind, that the maintenance issue will be there with storage systems. Now, here's a very important message. Companies that talk to you about maintenance for your solar system are saying, don't worry about the maintenance. We're going to cover it for you. They're really selling you something you don't need. So often what happens is the maintenance, free maintenance, is lumped in with your lease or your PPA financing. People are selling you solar based on the electricity it generates, and they're going to provide you with free maintenance. you got to remember that the big monthly payments you're making or the overpayments you're making for electricity cover a lot of maintenance. Um, And they also usually are going to cover inverter replacements after about 15 years. So keep in mind, the solar companies that are offering you free maintenance are offering something that you probably really don't need and cost them zero. Um, And I also suggest don't buy a maintenance contract, just like um, you, you wouldn't buy a maintenance contract for your roof or your new windows. These are just things that just sit up there and as far as solar goes, they just generate electricity. And the thing that you will have a problem with is a string inverter and maybe washing panels and that's manageable as we discussed earlier. So in summary, rooftop solar, no moving parts. It's not like a car. There's not much that can go wrong. All you need to do over the lifespan of your system is look at your electric bill, watch the green light on your inverter, and keep an eye on the monitoring statements that you're going to get from your installer. And if there's a problem with that, in other words, if the green light on your inverter is off or you've got a red or an orange light, then call your installer. If your electric bill, you look back and suddenly that spikes up a lot, call your installer. They'll come out and take care of it for you. The main components, the things that are expensive, are under warranty from the manufacturers. That's the panels and the inverters. The things that never break, like the racking, um, then that, there's, that, that's not a big deal. The installers not going to ever, ever have to repair that. And in my experience, zero repairs ever for mounting systems and racking and the good news is don't don't feel bad for your installer because if something goes wrong with the solar panel or the inverter the uh, manufacturer is going to reimburse that if you have an old inverter that's out of warranty and it's going to have to be replaced that's going to cost you about two thousand dollars for a small inverter if you have a micro inverter that's that's automatic that's covered for 25 years damage from unusual conditions or abuse are going to require a service call and you're going to have to in in most cases pay for that if animals are eating the wiring or if a tree branch breaks a panel that's really not the installer's fault or the manufacturer's fault that's something you'll have to pay for usually not that big a deal otherwise just don't worry and enjoy 25 years of cheap electricity that you're going to get from that rooftop solar power system well that's all the time we've got on this week's energy show Thanks to all of our listeners for joining us today. And if you missed any of today's show, you can always go to our website at cinnamonsolar.com and listen to the podcasts.